as I said this year during the season of Epiphany, the Revised Common Lectionary is offering us stories from the Gospels, the early ministry of Jesus, in which he makes an epiphany, in which he shows us who he is, including this well-known story from the second chapter of the Gospel of John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to his mother, What is that to do with me and you? My hour has not yet come, he said. Mary turns to the servants and says, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each one holding about 25 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. And so they took it. And when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone else serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after everyone has become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until the last. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Thanks be to God for God's holy word. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, according to the Gospel of John, the wedding at Cana is Jesus' debut on the stage of history. This is how he gets noticed way back at the beginning. So there's this wedding in the small Galilean town of Cana, and Jesus and his mother are both there. And the wine runs out. Now, I don't know why Mother Mary thinks that the empty bar is her problem to solve, but in any case, she presses her inimitable son into service. There are six stone water jars at the Cana Hilton that day. Each of these stone water jars holds about 25 gallons of water. So Jesus turns 150 gallons of common well water into a plush garnet King David Cabernet Sauvignon with a fragrant nose and a long finish that would get a 98 from Wine Spectator. There's four more bottles for every guest at this wedding. Have you ever been to a wedding that well lubricated? Party on! Now, it seems to Katie and Christine and me that the time we're living in demands the Christ-like virtues like no other time in our lives, at least. During this lingering pandemic, racial discord, political divisiveness, we need to learn what Jesus would do in situations like this. There is around us a persistent hum of incivility, as I put it a couple of weeks ago. The other day, a flight from Miami to London got up 500 miles out over the, the Atlantic Ocean and had to turn around and go back to Miami because one woman refused to wear a mask. One person made 100 people at least a day late. Another woman, as she goes about her commerce during this pandemic, is noticing that there's a new level of mean out there. When people are mean, they're a heck of a lot meaner, she says. Instead of saying... 
to the pharmacist, for instance, you know, this is really inconvenience to me. They say, what the hell is wrong with you? And so Katie and Christine and I are preaching this sermon series called The Impossible Possibility for an Impossible Time. It's Reinhold Niebuhr who called Jesus the impossible possibility. So what do we learn about Jesus from this story at the wedding of Cana? How is this God's word for us today? Well, I know many of you are thinking this anyway, so I might as well say it out loud for you. The way we get through this pandemic is with more wine. I'm not sure that's what God's trying to tell us this morning. During the first week of the pandemic two years ago, alcohol purchases skyrocketed 54%. And over the course of the last two years, alcohol consumption has increased 14%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but Massachusetts General Hospital warns us that over the years, this extra drinking will lead to 8,000 additional deaths and 18,000 additional liver failures. So I doubt that's what God's telling us through this story today, not more wine. How about this? How about Jesus shows up at all of our weddings, or most of them? At all of our weddings, or most of them, Jesus takes common well water and turns it into a splendid ambrosia that has gladdened the human heart for 10,000 years. He takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. He takes the mundane and makes it sacred. He takes a happy friendship and turns it into undying love. He takes an unspoken agreement and turns it into a lifelong covenant. One day, 10 or 20 or 40 years ago or 10 years from now, he drops to one knee and asks you to spend the rest of your life with him. I will never leave you, he says. If I am away from you for 24 hours, I am stricken and bereft. I want to make babies with you, he says. If cancer stalks, I will help you fend it off, he says. One day, 10 years ago, or 20 or 40, or 10 years from now, you drop to one knee, and miraculously, she says, yes, till death do us part, she says. I will laugh at all of your jokes, even the stupid ones, she says. When you weep, I will dry your tears, she says. If you forget my name, I will not forget you, she says. This is a miracle. This is water turned to wine. You've seen this TikTok meme all over the internet right now, right? Camera shows a woman holding a huge glass of red wine. And from off camera, the voice comes, What are you drinking? And she says, Water. And the off-camera voice says, sure looks like wine. She looks at her glass and says, good Lord, he's done it again. (laughs) Yes, Jesus shows up to all our weddings. Good Lord, he's done it again. Now maybe it didn't work out for you. Maybe you fell out of love, or he did. Maybe someone new came along. Didn't work out. Still, was it not God's gift to you nonetheless? If you could do it over again, would you do it differently? Maybe you've never been married. Maybe you've never enjoyed the gift of romance. Still, you have your person. You have your BFF. You're not without love. You haven't run out of wine. Jesus has shown up in your life. I know many of you read the books of Annie Lamott, the hippie Presbyterian memoirist, 
with dreadlocks from the Bay Area and Lamont. Got married two years ago for the first time at the age of 65. She had resisted the idea of a lifelong covenant for six decades, but then she joined this online dating site for people over 50, and she noticed this striking, handsome, tall gentleman, and they went out for coffee, and then they got to know each other, and then she fell desperately in love. She says, I was so in love, I was insane. I was so in love, I felt like I was mentally ill, she says. Her new husband says that Annie Lamott is the funniest person he's ever met. He says living with her is like being inside a comedy sketch all the time. Annie Lamott has some advice for us. She says, you know, it's not a bad thing. There are some advantages to waiting till you're 65 to get married for the first time because this is it. This is your toe-tag husband. Then she has some advice for us. She says, no matter how things look, And no matter how long it takes, don't give up. Never quit before the miracle. Yes, I think that's good advice. Don't quit before the miracle. See, you and I have received miracle upon miracle. miracle. We're, of all people, most blessed. We have so much. And we who have so much owe the universe the obligation of paying it forward. Because if you spend all your time paying attention to what you have, you won't have time to notice what you lack. If you remember that you are loved and loved and loved by God and by God's people, you won't show your hateful face to the public on that airplane flight or at the school board meeting. Grateful people don't throw a hissy fit if someone asks them to wear a mask. Grateful people don't throw a toddler tantrum if they can't find the right cheese at Whole Foods. Have you noticed that gratitude and humility are adjacent virtues? Gratitude and humility embrace. Because there are two kinds of people in the world, right? There are the entitled and the blessed. Some of us think that we're entitled to the good things that have fallen into our lives. A good spouse, a good home, a good job, a good car, charming children. We earned those things. We deserve those things. These are the people who produce that persistent hum of incivility all around us because they think the world owes them a living. The blessed, on the other hand, know that they're not entitled. It could have been otherwise. They know that life is gift and birth, wind, fall, and just to be here at all is a kind of sheer, blind, extravagant privilege. We're too busy tallying up what we have to notice what we lack. And so John tells us this story about Jesus at this wedding in Cana to remind us that ours is a God of unstinting largesse, sweeping charity, and reckless excess. There are 8.7 million animal species on the planet. Or maybe 100 million. Nobody knows, and nobody ever will, but it's at least 8.7 million. There are 70 sextillion stars in the universe. That's a seven with 22 zeros. 
Last year, the United States grew 13 billion bushels of corn. And here's best of all. Last year, California barreled 600 million gallons of wine. And California is just a child compared to France and Italy who produced 1.6 billion gallons, 4 billion gallons of wine, reckless excess. So quit your whining. According to one poet, the couple whose wedding Jesus attended at Cana in Galilee went on to live a happy life together. They worked and they played, they laughed, and they made sweet love. Not everything was perfect. perfect. They fought like everyone else. They skulked. They got sick like everyone else. But every day, in every glass of common water, they tasted hints of garnet gold. Jesus has shown up in your life too. And so I hope every day, in every glass of common water, you too taste hints of garnet gold. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.